Hey, did you know that I offer one-on-one coaching and it's super easy to get started? All you do is fill out my coaching survey and I respond with a customized proposal just for you. And did you also know that I have 15 one-month e-courses on topics like writing, using your pain in redemptive ways, getting unstuck, living more authentically, sticky wicket relationships, figuring out what your needs are, dealing with anxiety, and so much more? Yeah, I'll post a link in the show notes to my coaching survey and to my list of courses. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I think it's important to share the hard things with others so that we don't feel so alone. So today I am riffing. I have nothing written down. I wanted to share about an experience that I am walking through in real time and I honestly don't know if I'm going to uh, post this one. (laughs) If you're listening to it, obviously I did. Um, All right. So I've just, I've already prayed, asked Jesus to speak through me. So I'm just going to talk. As I've shared on this podcast, uh, I am menopausal. Woohoo. Let me rephrase. I am post-menopausal. Something that I've learned along the way is that perimenopausal is the years-long portion of a woman's life cycle where things start to change from childbearing to postmenopausal. Then when someone says they are in menopause, the word menopause and the phrase menopause transition can be interchangeable. That is the year or so when your periods have stopped and you don't know until a year has gone by that you have gone for a year without a period. Postmenopausal is when you have not had a period for one year plus. And that's where I have found myself. I am on the other side of the weirdo symptoms, which I'm very grateful for. And I went and got my hormones checked just to make sure. And I am officially, my hormones are like off the charts in the little range of postmenopausal. So I had a mini celebration like myself and moved on with my life. And then two months after finding out that I was postmenopausal, so 14 to 15 months after my last period, I had some bleeding and checked in with my doctor about it and made an appointment. And I had my blood drawn again to have my hormones rechecked. And yes, I was still postmenopausal and did an internal exam and she said things seemed fine. And the next step was a 
vaginal ultrasound. Sorry if there are any men listening. And everything was fine-ish, except for a fibroid that they say is normal, and they couldn't find one of my ovaries, which apparently is actually okay. (laughs) Um, Who knew? And she said, let's just watch for it. And then it happened again two weeks later, more bleeding. So the next step was scheduling an endometrial biopsy. And I was anxious about that. Um, I've never had something like that before. I didn't know what to expect. And I just had it yesterday. And it was painful. I would go so far as to say slightly traumatic, and I'm not trying to be a drama queen when I say that. So here I am in the in-between, seven days until I get the results. And as doctors tend to say, it's probably nothing, she told me. Sure, sure probably nothing. And yet it also could be something for a couple reasons. One, a lot of people get cancer in the world. And two, I've had, um, there is cancer in my family's health history. I know of five, one generation and two generations above me. So probably nothing could be something. And I have been finding myself in the past few days. um, First of all, I was very, I was, I was scared of the um, biopsy and the pain of that. Perhaps more, unless I'm in complete denial, more than the potential results of the biopsy. Because here's what I think I feel about this. I am a woman who is fearful of physical pain. I'm a woman who has not experienced much of it. I've never broken a bone. I've never had like emergency surgery, any fender benders I've been in were so small that I had no pain from them really. Um, My biggest pain, physical pain that I can think of in my life has been uh, these things. One, getting a small tattoo on my ankle, Um, giving birth twice without drugs. I mean, that hands down was my number one. Um, I received actually twice recently steroid shots in my feet. Oh my. And then yesterday's biopsy. So I am someone who is afraid of physical pain. I am also afraid of, um, the dying process, but more like the physical pain of the dying process. 
But unless I'm fooling myself, I don't think I'm afraid of being dead for many reasons. Um, one, I'm not someone who feels as if I have a unlived life. I even did a podcast on it. I don't remember the name of the episode, but it was something like dreams coming true or something like that. I have been so fortunate to have every dream come true that I've ever really longed for. And then some. I'm beyond grateful for the life that I have, for the life that I've lived up to this point. There are three circumstances that I very much would love to be around for. I'm not going to say them, <laughs> but they have, they are out of my control. Um, so I don't have a bucket list. If I were to find out on results day that I had, for instance, inoperable cancer, I wouldn't like probably hugely change my life. There wouldn't be a bunch of things that I would feel like, oh, I've got six months to do these 20 things. Um, and in huge part, it's because I believe that God is real. I believe that what comes after this life is something more real and better than what we have now. Anything quote unquote unfinished, I feel I'll be able to do and enjoy and partake in. I believe, um, to quote John Eldridge, our first love should be the Lord and our first hope should be the renewal of all things. I genuinely believe there will be a new heaven and a new earth and that Jesus will be waiting for me on the other side of this life. And I want to do a little tangent off of that. You know, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we cannot see. I'm probably butchering that verse. Um, but I'm human. So I would say that I believe, I mean, and I could even be wrong for saying it this way. So I apologize if this is going to, uh, make anyone stumble, but I would say that I am 99.9999999999% sure of all the things that I believe about God and scripture and the Lord and the Holy Spirit and what is to come. And I, let's say there's, you know, just out of, because of being human and because faith is not something that it's faith because we don't know for sure, if that makes sense. Um, say there is a point a gazillion zeros and then a 1% that I've been wrong, that every person who believes in Jesus and the Bible and God the Father and God the Holy Spirit has been wrong in the history of time and that actual archaeological and historical documents 
we're all wrong. Let's just say we're wrong. Um, I wouldn't change this life for anything because living my life since the age of 15 to now, 52 plus, with the belief, with the sense that I am not alone and that I am completely loved has been the most meaningful life. And so even if it's all made up, which I don't think it is, <laughs> because I mean, my gosh, just look around this world. How I'm looking outside right now. How in the world could that have just been made up by like an accident? Um, okay. So that was such a tangent and I didn't even finish the thought because I'm off on a rabbit trail there. Okay. So I guess I've been feeling, um, fragile. I've been feeling emotionally and physically as if, uh, like a protective layer of skin has been removed from my body and my heart. Um, feeling vulnerable. Um, and, but I'm not scared. I'm realizing I was scared about the biopsy, but I'm not scared if there's something growing in me that's, um, going to change things. I was praying yesterday. I was journaling. Um, and I wrote things like, um, I surrender my body to you, Lord. You are the creator and healer of my body. I surrender the biopsy. I surrender the waiting for the results. I surrender the results. I surrender the after the results. And, um, I was, uh, talking with my dad who had cancer years ago. And he said, I know you're praying. Um, don't pray. It's not cancer. And before he could finish, I said, I'm not, I'm actually praying for the strength and courage to accept whatever it is. And he's like, good. So. If you haven't picked up on it, I, I guess I contend towards the melodramatic. Um, yeah, so I guess, I guess I'm sharing this kind of in real time though. Again, I, I'm not going to post this until after I have the results. Um, because a, I not sharing, I'm not sharing this with my children until after the results. I don't, they don't need to be, um, you know, carrying this if there's nothing to carry. So I feel like I was going to say more, but this might be enough. I guess why am I sharing this? Um, a, because, you know, we've all been through hard things and 
if there is any, if there's anyone in some kind of either health waiting season or emotional or relational waiting season, and just hearing someone else kind of talk about how they're feeling about it, maybe this will encourage you. I would also say go back and um, listen to my episode on capital H hope. Um, because there's no guarantee that life will be, you know, easy. We don't have this extra special protection over us. Those of us who follow Jesus, um, I believe we have his presence perhaps and his, um, yeah, his presence in a special way, but Jesus literally said, in this world, you will have trouble. So kind of like a, that to me is a little bit of a buckle up, but he goes on to say that he has overcome the world and that he not only came to bring us abundant lives, but to bring us his peace. So I'm not putting my hope, my tiny little lowercase hope in the results being amazing. I am putting as much as I can. I am putting my capital H hope literally in God, Christ in me, the hope of glory. And I think that's all I've got for today. Um, yeah. So there you go. Um, so all that to say, sweet ones. We are each the unconditionally beloved daughters and sons of God. And no matter what we're going through, he's walking beside us and he's holding us and he is delighted with us. And we came into this world and we started this day and we will end this day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.